helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am absolutely thrilled to introduce today's guest, Rebecca Fox Starr, who will be talking with us about her book, Mommy Ever After. Rebecca, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's so lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being with us. So Mommy Ever After, anyone who's ever been a parent or child will, you know, maybe even get goosebumps thinking about the title of of your book. Tell me a little bit about you before we launch into Mommy Ever After. Sure. Well, I am from the suburbs of Philadelphia, and I am married to the boy from around the corner from Mm -hmm. when we were younger. We lived one street apart. I have two children. Belle is 11 and just started middle school yesterday. My son, Bo, is almost eight and started second grade yesterday. Um, My dog, Crosby, and my dog, Georgie, round out our family. And I am mommy ever after because, as I say, I'm not always going to be happy and things won't always be wonderful, but I'm always mommy. I really like that. And your story is just so beautiful. Meeting the boy down the street, round the corner, you know, dream come true. That sounds, now you make it sound easy and you make it sound happily ever after. But I also sense that there's some hard work going on behind the scenes. Absolutely. Yes. 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 So tell me a little bit about maybe one or two pieces of the hard work that um, make you who you are. Mommy Ever After, the phrase came about when I became a mom in 2010. I was the first of my friends to have a baby. And I felt that motherhood was enchanting and beautiful and special and hard and lonely and messy and everything in between. So I felt that in order to connect with other moms, maybe even help other moms to feel less alone, I began writing a mommy blog that I called Mommy Ever After. And this was in June, 2010. And it was before blogs were really very popular. A mom blogger was not a thing. I just (laughs) decided to, it it was not, there was no, there were no influencers. Um, I decided to keep a daily online baby book so that I could chronicle my daughter Belle's life and also talk about the beautiful um, dance parties and tutu-clad adventures and the times when we were up in the middle of the night scared or sick because that's what motherhood is. It's all of the things. And so I wanted to kind of normalize that. And Mommy Ever After has been part of my identity ever since. Oh, that's just such a beautiful background of your evolution, not just as a mom, but as an author. 
And, you know, you're right. You were writing about what you knew best, which is, you know, where great writing comes from. And I really want to emphasize, I wrote down, you know, that motherhood, you know, the wonderfulness of it and the beauty of it. But what I wrote down was that it's hard, lonely, and messy. And that that that's what you said and that just really resonated with me that we often don't talk about how hard lonely and messy being a parent is and being a mother being a mom it's another layer in life altogether absolutely and I speak about this a lot because after the birth of my son in 2013 I had severe postpartum depression and it came out of nowhere so I went from being mommy ever after, you know, most things were, were lovely and kind of pink to life losing its color. And I loved my son fiercely, but I had a chemical, biological, hormonal reaction and subsequently really suffered. Um, couldn't write, lost my voice. And four months after he was born, I decided I'm I I started seeking treatment. Um, I should say, I started seeking treatment a couple months after he was born. My husband looked at me and he said, are you okay? I see the light going out in your eyes and it's really beautiful. And I I started to cry because I felt seen and I started to cry because I was able to surrender. I didn't have to hold it in anymore. And, and this is reminding me of what you just said. Motherhood is the most wonderful, amazing thing. And when you're a mom and don't feel the happiest all the time, there's an added layer of guilt or shame or questioning, you know, what's wrong with me? Everybody's saying, are you so excited? Are you so happy? You have a girl and now you have a boy, you have the perfect family. And I knew all of that. And I loved my children, but I didn't feel the joy that I was supposed to feel. And that was crushing, especially for someone whose identity was really shaped around being a mom. So I started to write in real time about my struggle with postpartum depression on the blog. And that really changed the trajectory of my life. I think I really opened up about the hard stuff. And I refer to my story in kind of three chunks. There's the happy story, which was this, you know, enchanted beginning, the hard story where my family really bonded as a unit and I clawed my way back with their help. And then the hopeful story. And that's where I live today. And I subsequently wrote two books that are academic books on perinatal mood and anxiety disorders and maternal mental health. And writing Mommy Ever After has been such a dream realized. It is something Mm. absolutely magical for me. So what is the most magical piece about it that's different from from the other books that you wrote? What makes that one magical? First of all, I can't take credit for the visual representations in this book. The illustrations are absolutely gorgeous and dynamic and colorful and evocative. And so I feel so lucky that my words have been turned into these, I keep using the word enchanted, but they're really magical and transformative 
images and pictures. So you feel like you're almost going into the scene. But on a personal note, I was very clear with the amazing team at Familius that I wanted the little girl in the book, the story is about a mom and her little girl. Mm -hmm. I wanted the little girl to be represented in a way that felt authentic to me and also was a little different than how the normal protagonists are represented in that I wanted my little girl to have glasses, red glasses, because my Belle had red glasses that she started to wear when she was one year old. And getting glasses is not a big deal. It's a problem with a solution. It's just, it was a little bit of a thing. And she would look at books and she would look at princesses and she would never see the main character having glasses. <sighs> so I, I tried very hard to find a story where the main character was beautiful and powerful and smart and had glasses and it was difficult to find. So Familius brought that to life for us. And this picture, this story is an illustration of our dreams, really. What a beautiful story. And I so appreciate the piece about the little girl with the red glasses. And I had never thought about that. And as a, as a child, I wore glasses, I think as a third grade, and I always felt like a little bit, even though I was, you know, in my little group, I still felt like an outcast. And you're right, I can't think of any book from my childhood, where I saw, maybe there was one about a librarian. I don't know. But the point is, you're right, very underrepresented, and how important it is that they got the details right in the pictures, because pictures, words are, of course, very, very important. But you're right, those pictures, the vibrant, how they they're so evocative and beautiful and draw you in and tell a story in their own right. Absolutely. Uh, so Mommy Ever After is a story about your journey. It is. It is a story about a mother and her daughter as they go through the stages of life and experience all different emotions, specifically some of the tough emotions because we all are going to have tough emotions sometimes. We can be wonderful, grateful people. No matter what, we're going to feel sad or lonely or different sometimes. And I wanted to highlight that it's normal. It's normal as a child to feel that way. And it's okay to express that. It's normal as a parent to hear that and to encourage your child to feel his or her feelings. And also, most importantly, that we all have these feelings but like a storm, they will pass. They will come and you'll feel them and it might be very uncomfortable in the moment, but they will pass. And I think that acknowledging that as opposed to saying everything's okay, no one ever felt better by being told everything's okay, don't worry about it. It doesn't really, really help. And I think that saying, I hear you, I see you, but you're still going to get through this and I'm here to help. And then you'll find the power within yourself that to me was extremely important to share. And this was before the pandemic. I think now more than ever, we see the importance of um, amplifying mental health, especially starting it for young children. Absolutely. And I love the message. And I love the message that goes throughout the book of being in touch with your emotions. Because as you're saying, if the parent is in touch with 
his or her emotions and the child sees that and maybe the parent isn't in touch with his or her emotions and picks up your book mommy ever after and realizes mm -hmm. well i can read about this and learn with my child and then model healthy emotional processing with my child because i agree with you there is no emotion that is good or bad right or wrong people talk about negative emotions right these are negative mm -hmm. emotions and they might be uncomfortable emotions but they all have messages they all yes. have messages and your book helps ch child and parent both as a team learn about emotions being good that being always happy as motherhood and childhood are supposed to be somebody designed that mm -hmm. i don't know who it was but it, was, <laughs> it certainly wasn't a mother <laughs> but yes. that definitely that you are making it so that people understand from child childhood to parent parent down to child that all of these emotions are so important to be able to feel and express in healthy ways Absolutely. And something that I tried to emphasize was that sometimes feelings don't have names. It's very hard to name these feelings, but it does not make them any less intense or valid. And I've really tried to instill in my own children that they can say, I'm not feeling well. And that doesn't have to mean a stomach ache or a sore throat. If they say, I'm not feeling well, I might ask them, especially now, physically or emotionally. <laughs> And if they say emotionally, I take it just as seriously. And if they say, I don't feel well enough to go to school or something, I'm not saying that every time I say, then stay home, just like if they were complaining of a physical ailment, but I am trying to acknowledge them as whole beings with health that comes from body, mind, spirit, soul. And I feel very grateful that Familius has been so supportive of my, um, my quest to spread that that philosophy, I guess. Absolutely. And the mind, body, spirit approach, that holistic approach is so important. And I love how you, you explain that, that you use that with your children. I'm not feeling well. Well, is it emotional? Is it physical? Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. Sometimes, you know, a physical, owie, we pay more attention to those or a cough or a sneeze. Yet when somebody's feeling really blue and sad and lonely or isolated, our society tends us to tell to say get over it get yep. over it or deal with it which yes. as you were saying when you were talking about the being okay it doesn't make you feel any better just to say i'm okay or to have somebody exactly. want you to be okay and so it really sounds on another level as if your book is really focused on also tuning into your children tuning into them and their emotional and physical state so that you can be a supportive parent. Yes, exactly. I appreciate that you were able to glean that because that's what, that's my intention. Yes. And it's interesting that that's one of the things I picked up about your husband when he said, I see the light going out in uh -huh. your eyes. He was tuning into you. He wasn't expecting you to be always cheery, always happy, Miss Perfect Mother, as, as if that exists, right? But he tuned into you and he said, I see the light. It's one of the most beautiful images that he saw that. It's really extraordinary. He is the most loving, loyal human. I know it makes me well up with tears talking about. And again, 
no relationship is perfect. So I don't want to perpetuate that, but I love him every single day. He makes me happy, at least in some moment, every single day. And the dedication to my first book, which was um, Beyond the Baby Blues, it was about anxiety and depression during and after pregnancy. It is dedicated to Kenny for seeing the light go out in my eyes and then bringing it back. And without (sighs) him, I, I truly don't know that I'd be here today. And I certainly wouldn't be in the position to be interviewed by you about my third book. I can say that. Isn't it amazing the way that uh, we have angels in our lives that support us so that we can live our purpose and bring our purpose and help others learn learn and grow, which is what your book is all about, sharing your story to help others. Yes, I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. Absolutely. So we have little Belle in her own way appearing in this book with her red glasses. And yes, she's absolutely. a messenger. Oh, just so beautiful. And going back to the illustrations for a moment, what is your favorite part about the way the illustrations speak? Because we can't show the listeners the book. Could you give us an image? I have so many favorite images, but I'll give you two. Can I give you two that are Please, yes, yes, of course. So the way the book is structured is, as I said, it's time passing in um, several stages of a young girl's life with her mom, from babyhood to toddlerhood to young childhood to then when she's school-aged, and is she able to take those lessons along with her as she separates from her mom a bit. And every night before bed, the mom and the daughter snuggle up, and the mom tells her some fantastic story that has to do with the message of something they had spoken about earlier. So there's a lot of fantasy. We talk mermaids. We talk um, a lot of magical adventures. But the two most evocative and beautiful images to me are when the little girl finds herself, I don't want to give away too much, finds herself on an island Mm -hmm. where trees grow her favorite things. So the illustrations show trees with roller skates, rainbows, sushi, spaghetti and meatballs, (laughs) all of these delightful, absurd, funny, crazy, zany, and lovely things that a child might list as his or her favorite things on trees with a little overall clad girl walking around and climbing up these trees and grabbing them when she's in a moment when she otherwise wasn't feeling so great. So that's one. Um, That's beautiful. That is beautiful. (laughs) That one's fun. That one's really fun. I I mean, it's very hard to choose because every page is just exquisite to me. Um, But there's an image that without giving too much away shows it blends the fantasy world with the real world in the only time that it does with the illustrations so that it shows the little girl in a flower crown sitting on a flower, which is of course not realistic, but she's able to bring that magic into her real life. And it's not something that I had written or envisioned, but that's how the artist, Sarah, saw the words come to life. And that image is really, really special to me. 
Oh, it sounds so beautiful. And again, the images are speaking about the story. The images are have their own words, so to speak. What a powerful book. It's a gorgeous book. It is a gorgeous book. So my goodness, congratulations. Thank you. As we begin to draw our interview time to a close, is there maybe one or two more things you'd like to share with our listeners today? Right now, I think that leaning in to, like you said, whatever feelings you may feel, I'm speaking directly to, to listeners, but whatever feelings you may feel, instead of judging them, bring them in, welcome them, sit with them, and let them go if they don't serve you. Hold on to those that make you feel a way that you want to feel. But know that no matter what, those feelings are going to pass. You're not stuck. And even though it might feel really sticky and yucky in the moment, those hard times, like the hard times that many of us have endured in the past year and a half, they pass. And there is so much joy to be found and awe to be found if you can persevere through those tougher times. So beautifully said. I have nothing to add. It was just lyrical. Perfect. Perfect. And when we look at the familias, the family values about loving together, learning together, playing together, reading together, all of the things that make a family healthy and happy, is there maybe one particular value that really stands out to you for your family? Everything starts and ends with love for us. Mm. Beautiful. And I agree with hmm. you. Everything starts and ends with love. Hmm. And on that note, I can't help but say we have really brought a beautiful conclusion to hmm. our you know, discussion about your book because it started with love and it is ending Aww. with love. Just as your book starts and ends, it starts and ends with love. So I thank you so much, Rebecca. It has been a true pleasure and a joy to talk with you today and bring your message to our listeners. Where can our listeners find you? Thank you for having me. It's been absolutely lovely. And you can find me on social media at Rebecca Fox Star. And my blog, the original mommy blog, can be found at mommyeverafter.com. And of course, the books are available wherever books are sold. Thank you. And I will spell Rebecca's name. It's R E B E C C A Fox, F O X, star with two R's, S T A R R. And again, thank you, Rebecca. It's been a true joy. Thank you. Thank you. And as we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. If you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at Familius.com where you will find our Habit Hub blog as well as a spectacular selection of books for families such as the one we spoke about today, Mommy Ever after. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. And I thank you for sharing your time with me. Dr. Carla Marie Manley, it's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. We talk, 
together, learn together, play, work, eat together, we laugh together, heal together, and we love forever when we read.